everyone. Hello, friends. Good morning. It's time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews and local sports news information and local sports talk. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'm joined today by Alan Sanders and Jackson Hyde of the Bartow Sports Zone Bench Warmers. And we'll get to our guest here in just a moment. We have an outstanding show for you today. It's the season finale show for 22-23 school year. In the first hour, we'll visit with Bill Hassel and Gaithan Gariga of Cartersville Country Club. Then Kyle Tucker will check in from Cartersville High School Baseball. In the second hour, we'll update our bracket contest. We'll talk about the tournament itself, have some final four second chance picks. We'll look at local high school track and field, tennis, soccer, baseball, and more. And then we'll touch on the 2023 edition of the Atlanta Braves. We might even sneak in a few Masters picks since it's Masters week next week. So we hope you'll stick around with us for the next couple of hours. We're so glad you joined us. We remind you that you can always find us online at BartosSportsZone.com, where you can always get your daily local sports news and updates. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well at Barto Sports Zone. And you can find our free podcast downloads available wherever you download your podcast. Just search for Barto Sports Zone Podcast. We're brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, Wilson Pools, Karen Ayers, Realtor with Atlanta Communities, Elite Stone Supply, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Three-Way Campers, and Sidelines Grill of Cartersville. Glad you could join us this morning. I want to say hello, first of all, to Jackson Hyde. Good morning, Jackson. Uh, Good morning, Coach. How are you this morning? Very well. Glad to have you here. And Alan, back in the studio, keeping us running. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. We want to welcome in our opening guests this morning, Bill Hassel and Gaithan Gariga of Cartersville Country Club. Bill is the director of instruction and the lead instructor at Scott Hamilton Golf Academy on the campus of Cartersville Country Club. And Gaithan is the head golf professional at Cartersville Country Club. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, glad to have you guys here. Good morning. Welcome to The Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Let's start with Bill. Uh, how long now in your roles at Cartersville Country Club? I think we're going on 11 years. Um, so was previously the head professional and transitioned into just full-time teaching uh, a little over three years ago. So uh, really enjoyed my time at the club and, and thankful for the opportunities it's given me. And Gaithan? How long now at Cartersville Country Club? I guess that matches up with Bill a little bit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've been there almost three years now. I came right in the middle of COVID, and then uh, I think I've got like two or three more months until I hit my three-year mark. So. There we go. So, Gaithan, I know you're involved with the management of the pro shop and running events there at the club, uh, but you take on some instruction and youth camps as well. Talk about uh, juggling all those different responsibilities. Yeah, I mean, it, it it can be a grind sometimes, but, you know, the the instruction and the junior camp part of it is, is probably the biggest um, out of all of it. You know, I, tournaments and merchandising are my passion in terms of, you know, the golf business, but, you know, teaching is important and growing the game and getting the kids up there as much as possible, getting them interested in it and, because, you know, in 10, 15 years, a lot of those kids are going to be new members at the club. 
um, just like their parents were when they were younger. So definitely a huge part of my job. Bill, I know you moved from that uh, role at Cartersville over to the uh, head of instructions. Talk about, uh, I know we've had you and Scott on the show before, but uh, much of the audience probably doesn't know what the Scott Hamilton Golf Academy actually is. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so Scott, I think, started the club in the mid-90s. Um, and long story short, he, he had a passion to coach PGA Tour players. Um, so he's, uh, he's delivered on that passion and he's been teaching on the PGA tour for a little over 20 years. Um, and he's kind of created an academy around that. So, um, basically everyone that he's not teaching, we're teaching and he's kind of trained all of us, uh, to be better teachers. Outstanding. I know we've had some, uh, big names to come through there in Scott's, uh, academy, but also, uh, you do a lot of work with uh, some up and coming and some rising collegiate and uh, uh, young pros as well. And uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, Alan, we're going to go to break just a little bit early. Uh, so if you'll uh, help us with that. And when we come back, we'll visit more with uh, Gaithan Gariga and Bill Hassel from Cartersville Country Club. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Family owned and operated since 1994, Sidelines Grill takes pride in being connected to the community. Sidelines' new location on Marketplace Boulevard is family friendly with an awesome menu with features to satisfy everyone. There's a kids menu too with the best wings in town, burgers, steaks, salads, soups, and Alpine Bakery Desserts. Everyone on your team will find something to love while you catch all the games on our wall-to-wall TVs. Sidelines Grill, great food, good times, and all the games. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to The Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. We're visiting with Bill Hassel and Gaithan Gariga of Cartersville Country Club this morning, talking a little golf on our season finale for 22-23 here on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll go away for a little while and be back in August. I think August the 11th is the target date to bring back Bartow Sports Zone in the fall once we roll back around to high school football season one more time. Uh, Bill, we kind of left off with you. I know uh, – you were telling us a little bit about uh, the instruction through Scott Hamilton Golf Academy and the work that you do. Tell us a little bit about um, some of the technology that's involved in that teaching. Sure. Um, you know, the main technology would be TrackMan uh, and video. Between those two things, um, there's a lot less guesswork in teaching, if you will. So a TrackMan gives you basically a snapshot of impact. Um, and then video shows you everything else. So between those two things, uh, you can have a pretty good feel on what a player needs to do. And the TrackMan 4 is pretty crazy because 
it tells you literally to the millimeter where you hit it on the face, which is uh, pretty good information. We had Mike Granado of Athletic Motion Golf lined up to join us today as well on the show, but uh, he's traveling, couldn't join us uh, this particular time. He's been on the show several times before. I know you've worked with Mike and his partner, Sean Webb. Uh, do you guys share resources and clients? Uh, yes, we do. I would say Mike and Sean have been instrumental, super helpful to me to try to become a better teacher. Um, a lot of teachers I, I look up to and, Scott was one of the first ones to tell me to, you know, continue to research, continue to invest in education, because I would really say the teaching world, especially the last three or four years, um, is just getting better and better because the information that's available that we can then transfer to the student in a simple manner. So it's pretty cool. Gaithan, I'll come to you next. Um, talk about some of the hot equipment that's out there right now. I know it's, uh, Masters week is coming up next week, and that's kind of the unofficial beginning of golf season for a lot of people around the country. Um, I know there's some hot new equipment out there. What what are you seeing? Yeah, so, you know, pretty much everyone's released their new wood lines, and a couple of brand major vendors have released their new iron lines as well. Um, I was talking to someone in the shop the other day that was looking at drivers. You know, we posted a couple of fitting days out at the club recently. And I can honestly say this is the first time since I've gotten into the golf business, you know, it's been, you know, eight, nine, almost 10 years now that um, I can honestly say every driver that's come out this year has been really good. Um, you know, TaylorMade's got the Stealth 2 and the Stealth 2 Plus uh, that had a huge upgrade over the original Stealth last year. Callaway's got the Paradigm, which is what I play uh, on Callaway staff. It's a great driver, really good sound, feels like butter when you hit it. Um, Titleist has the TSR that's really good. Ping just came, just launched their G430 in their next G line. Um, so, yeah, really and truly, all of the uh, all the drivers that have come out have been really, really solid this year. Um, then when you look at irons, you know, Callaway came out with their new game improvement iron with the, uh, the Paradigm. Um, it's been really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Pretty much there hasn't been, I at least from what I've seen and what I've experienced, there really hasn't been a bad launch at all in this line of clubs. Jackson, you want to jump in here with a question for these gentlemen? Yes, I do. Uh, kind of an equipment-related question, but the PGA has come out and said that uh, possibly for the, uh, for the pros, dialing the golf ball back a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice to see your opinion from you two guys on what you think about that. Bill, we'll start with you. Ooh, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, my vote, I would be against it because it's going to make everyone shorter. I'm, I'm kind of not really avoiding the question, but my thought on it is, you know, a lot of the golf courses are made for the guys that hit it super long, and there's a couple events, Colonial, Harbortown, where, like, the real ball strikers – if you will, uh, do well, even if they're not a long hitter. So if there was a way they could play more golf courses like that, or that could be pushed a little bit more, um, you know, you might have to put up a few extra tall trees for these guys that could hit it so far. But I think that would kind of be, in my opinion, the best answer for it, because, you know, a lot of these companies, are they're, they're golf ball companies. So when you're taking away their product and what they're doing, I don't think that's going to fly. Um, and no player is going to be happy hitting the ball shorter every golfer wants to hit the ball further so 
it just in general, that would not be good for the game. So that's kind of my Nathan, opinion. Nathan, your, your thoughts on the golf ball? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of along the same thought. You know, Bill can probably attest to this, but I would say the majority of the students that we get, their number one thing they want to improve is they want to hit the ball farther. That's usually one of the first things we hear. And so, you know, if they end up rolling it back, you know, I read somewhere where they're only, you know, one of their options is to only have, you know, the elite players that play in the elite events, which I would assume would be PGA, DP World Tour, Live Tour, all these, you know, professional events. They would be the only ones that would have their ball rolled back. Well, my argument to that is, all right, well, you've got all these amateurs, you know, college amateurs or, you know, really good mid-ams that play in these Monday qualifiers. And if they get in, you know, they're going to have to use two completely different golf balls than what they're used to playing in their amateur events. And so it's going to be interesting if they do end up, you know, passing it, you know, what's going to be the cutoff for their, you know, quote, elite, unquote, player. Um, you know, what events are going to use the ball? Is it going to be a whole uniform thing where, you know, everyone's going to use the rolled back ball. So it's definitely going to be interesting and it'll be interesting to see kind of what their criteria is for it. All right. Well, we're heading to masters week next week. We'll be watching all of that action on the television and a few in our area are always lucky enough to make their way over to Augusta. I know I enjoyed my trip over there last year. Uh, just scanning the current FedEx rankings and looking at the world golf rankings, you got some uh, familiar names, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Rory McIlroy. They're all up there at the very top. Do you have a pick out of one of those three or a sleeper, Gaithan, for next week's Masters? So I'll actually do both. I think the guy that's going to win the tournament is Morikawa. Um, I think he just sets up really well on that course, and if he can get a hot putter, I th- he's my pick to win. And then my sleeper is a guy that has been playing well, made a run in match play, and has had success in the past. He's kind of disappeared. But Jason Day, I think he's got a chance to go in in top five or a top ten, or, wow. you know, if the putter gets out with him, even go in and win it. Interesting selections. Bill, your picks real quick. I, li- I like those picks, Jason. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I'm going to go boring and pick Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think he's, he's always going to be a favorite there because he's won because he's the number one in the world. Um, so my sleeper pick, I'm going to go with the uh, Scott Hamilton Golf Academy pick here, Tom Hudson. Um, he's kind of shown the last few years, he's really on the uptick and he's not really afraid of any situation. He's an incredible ball striker. He's putting the ball better. Uh, and he's got a lot of confidence coming off the Players' Championship, third place finish. Um, and of course, also pulling for Kirk and Stallings. But uh, Tom Hoagie's my sleeper. Jason, Bill, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you yeah, so much. Thanks, Charles. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey, folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care at 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family.
Keep your property in top-notch shape this season with a new Husqvarna mower from Elite Stone Supply. With all your residential and commercial mower needs, Elite has zero-turn, riding, and walk-behind models in all price levels. Check out the robotic mowers, too. Come make your best deal today on any of our full line of Husqvarna mowers at Elite Stone Supply, 9 Baker Road, just north of Cartersville on US 41, across from Racetrack, on Facebook and online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone here on WBHF. Bill, we want to thank our guests from the opening half hour this morning, Bill Hassel and Gaithan Gariga from Cartersville Country Club. Always good to catch up with those guys and find out what's going on in the world of golf. And now we want to welcome in our next guest of the morning, Coach Kyle Tucker, head coach of the number one ranked Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Charles. Thank you for having me on this morning. Yes, sir. Jackson Hyde's here as well, along with Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios. We're on the Zoom connection, bringing Arto Sports on this morning. The Hurricanes are 16-2 and on the year, 8-0 and in Region 7-5A. Uh, ranked number one in the polls and unbeaten in both Georgia and Alabama. The two losses uh, came at the perfect game high school showdown to teams from Mississippi and Louisiana. So uh, a really good start. Uh, and now we're, what, two-thirds of the way into the season, Coach? We are. It's hard It's hard to believe that. That Yeah, uh, you know, we'll wrap up our third region series, you know, this evening and you know, we play five of them. So, yeah, it's, it's, man, once you start playing uh, the high school baseball season, it goes pretty quickly. It's a 10 week regular season. And I think this is uh, week, week seven. Yeah, week seven. So, only three more weeks in the regular season after this one. I know we've had a little bit of up and down weather, but for the most part, compared to years gone by, uh, this has been a pretty good weather spring for high school baseball. Yes, sir. You know, knock on wood always, you know, us baseball guys, but um, it has been. I was thinking about that last night. We we lost one game that we probably won't get to make up with Forsyth Central. But other than that, anytime we've had any weather issues, we've been able to play the next day. And, um, you know, you get a, you, you're allowed to play 30 games and we're scheduled to play uh, 29. So um, hopefully, you know, get to our, our full complement of games in here these next three weeks. Coach Kyle Tucker, head baseball coach of the top-ranked Cartersville Purple Hurricanes with us this morning. Coach Tucker, uh, pitching has always been a strength for the Canes. Caden Carroll, Ryan Johnson, and Phillip Schiltz, they've been part of that core for you this year. Share with us some of their strengths and what makes each of those guys successful. Well, they are they're talented young men, but they all three work very hard at it. They care a lot about it. You know, they're not just showing up and pitching in the games. Their bullpen work, um, they take very seriously. Our pitching coach, Asa Williams, is one of the just top-notch pitching coaches, not in just in Georgia, but the Southeast, and how much he studies it and the arm care and the throwing program that they're on. Um, you know, like last night, uh, Ryan, we took Ryan out after five innings, threw five shutout innings, and Coach Williams sent him immediately to do his, you know, recovery for his arm um, and just full-body recovery even during the game. Um, getting him ready for the next start next week. So hats off to Asa. But, um, you know, three young men that that have had success 
but a lot of it comes from, you know, they are talented, yes, but they, they combine that talent with hard work. And when you do that, generally good things happen, and it has for those three guys. And it's not just those three. I know Sawyer Wilson, Nicholas Ruby, Jeffrey Gore, Dawson Bishop, they've all been utilized on the mound as well. My question would be, how do you keep those guys sharp when you're getting so many quality, uh, solid innings out of those top guys? It, that is a good question, Charles, and it's conversations we have every day um, because, you know, there are, there's only one mound. You know, you can only throw one pitcher out there. It's not like football. You can play four wide receivers at a time or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, it is a balancing act, and I'm glad you mentioned those four guys because um, they've all contributed, uh, you know, big time for us. Nick Ruby coming in that Calhoun series, you know, we're down five to nothing. And, you, you know, when you make a comeback like that, yeah, you have to score. But to, to make a comeback, you can't let the other team score. And Nick uh, was able to throw five shutout innings for us. Um, Sawyer Wilson, he's going to start tonight um, for us up at Dalton, uh, has won some games for us. And excited to see him pitch again. You mentioned uh, Dawson Bishop. You know, Jeffrey Gore had a good uh, through one inning last night, looked really good. And then I want to mention Jackson Harwell got his first um, varsity inning up at Dalton the other night and uh, struck out the side. So great memory for Jackson. Uh, first time to get out there in a varsity game and struck out the first three batters he faced. The team was really excited and happy for him. So a lot of co uh, competition, but a lot of camaraderie amongst that pitching staff. They they support each other. They compete with each other. Um, but, uh, you know, try to get as many arms out there as we can, like you said, to keep them fresh. Yeah, and of, of course, you know, just uh, trying to keep attitudes in the right places, that has to be a struggle. Yes, it is, because I mean, listen, everybody wants to play, and everybody wants to, you know, be the guy, but that's what you want. Um, but they also understand, too, um, this is a competitive deal, and, you know, they know, um, everybody understands how talented our pitching staff is, and, and they also know the expectation that Coach Williams set. You know, we're not asking to go out there and throw perfect games and no hitters and throw a strike every pitch. That's just not realistic. Um, but our pitchers have a lot of goals within the game um, that they compete against. They have goals they compete uh, against themselves in practice and um, you know it's it's shown in the games and hopefully it'll continue to do so we're visiting with coach kyle tucker head coach of the number one ranked cartersville purple hurricanes this morning on varto sports zone uh, it's not just uh pitching that's been carrying the canes they've uh, produced offensively as well we'll talk about that when we come back to varto sports zone Come check out the nationally award-winning options at St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. Located at 77 Allatoona Road in Emerson next to the Family Fun and Bowling Center, St. Angelo's features all kinds of specialty pizzas, wings, salads, pasta dishes, subs, and more. And try the garlic knots. Absolutely delicious. St. Angelo's has a full-service bar and plenty of big screens to catch all the games, too. Visit today or order online at St. Angelos.com. Welcome back to Barto Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here on the final Friday morning of the 22-23 Barto Sports Zone season on WBHF. We'll take a little hiatus and we'll be back in August uh, with high school football and we'll have a few 
podcast episodes between now and then, but we won't be here on WBHF on your Friday mornings for a little while. We're visiting with Coach Kyle Tucker of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. Jackson Hyde's with me on the Zoom connection along with Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studio. Coach Tucker, uh, over your last 10 games, I think I did a little math, and you're scoring right at nine runs per game. Who've been carrying the hot sticks for you of late, and how confident are you of the run production for this team right now? Well, it's been it's been great to see. Um, you know, uh, like with anything, generally in baseball, as the weather gets warmer, generally so offenses. Um, Luke Miller at the top, Miles Owen at the top, Caleb Daniel, Harrison Childers, Isaac McNair Siegler, kind of our first five right there. All all five of those guys have kind of, you know, gotten rolling a little bit offensively, but not just, you know, batting average, but on base percentage coming through with people on base. Um, Paul Gamble's doing a great job down in the nine hole. And then Landon Cole's getting hot at, in the sixth spot. We're DH and a sophomore, Cameron Cochran, is swinging the bat well. And then Caden Stevenson, um, it's coming on as well too. So, you know, we've had, it's just a combination of some guys kind of getting hot all at once. Whereas early in the year, we really kind of had nobody really hot. And some of that's a product of weather, but also competition. And the more at bats you get, the better you get. And hopefully that'll continue. Jackson Hyde's with us this morning. Jackson, jump in here with coach Kyle Tucker. Coach, uh, my, my question for you this morning, the way the region sets up the schedule where you play, one team during the week for the for the whole schedule, the three games yes, series week. How, how do you like that set up that format? That's a great question, Jackson. Um, I, I like it. Uh, I, I'll be honest, and I hope we go back to it next year when we meet as coaches and vote. Um, the past couple of years, we play you know a game on Tuesday at one team's school, and then on Friday you play a doubleheader at the other school. Um, so you're only playing two days a week. They got you. You were able to practice more. It gave you more uh, wiggle room if you got bad weather. Um, you're traveling less. Uh, like we're going back up to Dalton for the second time, you know, in 72 hours today. Um, you know, so, I mean, and we've got to do that. I mean, that's the schedule. I mean, we got to do it. But um, I, I, I like that you play one team a week. If you stagger it and somebody has a number one pitcher, then you can see that number one pitcher three different times. Um, you know, that the playoffs are not set up that way. So I do like that you play one team per week. I would like to see us go back to – you know, playing a single game on Tuesday and a doubleheader on Friday um, just for, for numerous reasons. Coach Tucker, we mentioned uh, earlier the Hurricanes are ranked number one in Class 5A right now, have been for a while. Which is a more powerful influence on this year's team, the pressure of expectations from the outside or the confidence that has come with your success? Oh, man, what a question. Charles, you may have, you may have stumped me. For the first time, <laughs> a great question. I don't know that there's much pressure from the outside. It, I, I don't think that the young men feel that or know that. Um, I hope they don't. They hear it enough from me about, you know, success of the team's past and the history of the program and those types of things. But we don't play with any type of pressure. And, you know, my big thing with them is, you know, hey, today, like, y'all, they'll they get tired of hearing me say it, but they know it. Today's a new day, and like, when we we go to Dalton today, it doesn't matter that we we've won the first two games of the series. We don't get to start with a five-run lead because we won yesterday. Um, it's zero to zero, and doesn't matter if you went four for four, zero oh for four. Today's a new day. Uh, same with the pitchers, and that's probably it. Probably sounds like coach speak, but it's the truth. It's the way we operate, 
and any of the, the, you know, outside pressure and pressure expectations probably more felt by me just because of knowing the history of the program and being a product of the program. And, you know, hey, those guys that I played with back in the 90s, hey, they're like texting me, hey, when are we going to win it again? You know, they don't care what our record is. Like, hey, where are we going to get a ring? We're going to jump in that creek. So that that's probably more on my end, which is fine. And I, I enjoy it. I like that we have great tradition. But I don't think the players feel it or play like it at all. Um, they're just they're just out there having fun, and uh, I hope they're confident. And I tell them there's a fine line between you know cockiness and confidence. Let's play with confidence. Let's don't be cocky, but you have to play baseball with some confidence. Coach, as always, running out of time again. I wanted to give you a chance to kind of promote the battle for Bartow. It's coming up during your spring break. I know you put a lot of work into that. Yeah, uh, next Thursday and Friday at Lake Point, we've got 16 teams coming this year. Uh, most teams we've ever had. We got Lee County coming. We got Buford coming. North Paulding, Etowah. Um, we got Decatur. Uh, Woodland and Cass are coming to Daresville Camp because they're in their uh, region schedule. But uh, yeah, you got all the county teams playing, and there's a lot of baseball left. But all four of our county schools, I think right now, Charles have winning records, and all four are in a position to get into the state tournament. So some good uh, baseball being played in the county and uh, get a chance to see everybody. You know, you can come, come to Lake Point next Thursday and Friday from 1 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Games at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock every day. You can get in one spot and see four games at a time. So we're excited about that next week. Kyle, thank you for joining us, and uh, good luck with the rest of your year. Thank you, guys. That's Coach Kyle Tucker of the Purple Hurricanes. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service construction repair. We make swimming easy. So WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone as the BSZ Benchwarmers cruise into our number two of our season finale of Bartow Sports Zone for the 2022-23 school year. We'll take a little break and uh, be back next August when we roll around to high school football season again. I'm Charles Wilson. I'm your host. We're here on Friday morning, 7, 10 to 9 a.m. during our August through March season each and every year. I'm joined today by Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studio, and we have Jackson Hyde and now Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Charles. Hope everybody's doing good today. Yeah, happy to have you back with us this morning. We want to tell everybody that we're brought to you in part by Elite Stone Supply, Sidelines Grill, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Wilson Pools, Freeway Campers, and Karen Ayers, Realtor with Atlanta Communities. We're very thankful for all of those sponsors and looking forward to rebuilding our sponsor team as we move through the summer months and get ready uh, for high school football next fall. And, of course, it'll be exciting with all of our broadcasts and all of our coaching interviews that will come up next August. 
this final uh, Friday morning radio show for 2022-23, but uh, there will be occasional podcast episodes between now and the show's return in August. Be sure to subscribe for free to Bartow Sports Zone Podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Or just ask for Bartow Sports Zone Podcast on your favorite listening device. Subscribers never miss an episode, an interview, or a local sports update. So we hope you'll make your way through the uh, podcast universe and find Bartow Sports Zone Podcast. We want to do a, an update on the St. Angelo's Pizza Bartow Sports Zone Men's Basketball Bracket Contest. It's been a Highly, uh, I, I guess I, I wanted to say a highly unusual year, but in some ways it's not. We did a little research. I asked the question uh, with a uh, text message this week to all of our crew and said, I mean, is this the worst seating uh, that we've ever seen for an NCAA men's tournament? Turns out, Brad, it's not. Well, uh, Charles, I'll tell you what, I thought it would be, and, the, and I saw your statistic and then I remembered that year, the BCU Butler year, where I think BCU went in as an 11 seed, and that right. took the, took the title. But I think this one's number two in line. Um, and, but I'm really excited to see it, to be honest. I, I don't mind when the Blue Bloods win, but I love to see new faces. And this is about as new as you can get outside of Utah. <laughs> but on uh, the yeah, flip side, on the flip side, let me add this: Isn't this the first time we've never had a one, two, or three get to the final four? This is the first time that's happened. I bu- that is correct, uh, but uh, if you average out the seed numbers, uh, the 2011 tournament was actually uh, had higher seeds in its final four. It was number three, UConn, number eight, Butler, as Brad mentioned, number four, Kentucky, and number 11, VCU. So that one slightly has high, a higher average than this year's final four. We had 54 contestants this year. Only one of those 54 picked UConn to win it all. So that bracket is still out there. Uh, That's James. I believe that's James Seymour's bracket. Uh, I I can't confirm that yet, but we will have that by the time the prizes are handed out. Uh, And there was only one person out of the 54 to have Miami to reach the final four. So uh, that's really interesting. Uh, Brenton Baggett has already, he was on the show last week with uh, Bartow County Little League and the Bartow Rec Department, but he, uh, to the best of my knowledge, has locked up uh, our our winning bracket for the year with 104 points, although all of his teams are already out. Uh, there's not a bracket that can actually catch him. So uh, he would win $50 in food prizes from St. Angelo's Pizza. Second place is still up for grabs with that uh, James bracket, having a chance to move into second if UConn does win it all. Uh, but currently, Randall's rad bracket is second with 98 points. And uh, J.J.'s jacked-up bracket is third with 95 points. Uh, She would be the one that gets bumped out of the top three if UConn were to win it all. So uh, a very special thanks again to Sean Rowe and Dan Bruton at St. Angelo's Pizza for once again sponsoring the contest and giving us all the good times that we've had uh, with all of our picks. Um, Brad, you got a pick out of these four we've got 30 seconds somebody you think is going to win it now the hottest team in this thing right now is UConn that's who I'm going to have to go with they absolutely are fantastic right now they're peaking at the right time and they've been there and done that so I'm going to have to pick UConn Jackson Uh, it's hard to argue with the UConn pick Uh, 
you know, the Florida Atlantic team is probably the oldest, most seasoned bunch. So, you know, look for them to, to be in their games anyway. But uh, it's hard, hard to go against UConn. Alan, real quick. UConn, and I'm mad. I usually have them go deep, and I didn't this time. (laughs) We'll take a break and be back. Whether you love them or can't stand them, surprises are part of life. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you get ready for whatever life throws your way. He'll work with you to meet your changing needs and to help you end up where you want to be. And while there's never a good time to experience unexpected costs, Derek can help make them feel a little less unexpected. For an appointment, call Derek Strange at 770-386-4545. Edward Jones, Member SIPC. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, the final edition for the 22-23 season of Bartow Sports Zone. This is actually episode 270, if you're keeping track. I know we are. We were talking about the final four. Uh, and everybody kind of made their picks. I got to jump on the bandwagon there and say UConn as well. They've been playing uh, the best that I've uh, seen of those uh, teams that are remaining, but it's kind of hard to separate. It's been uh, just really good guard play. And, of course, uh, tomorrow night uh, you'll have San Diego State against Florida Atlantic and then Miami against UConn. And, uh, Brad, I'll jump back to you again. Uh I mean, you have to favor the the survivor of that Miami UConn game. You do. Uh, everybody is, and I, you know, I jump on that bandwagon. I, I would love to see Miami pull off a. It would be an upset if they beat UConn at this point. But I would love to see Miami do it. I really like Jim Laranega a lot. I like what he's done with that team. I thought their their seed was a little bit funky in this thing because they lost to Duke in the ACC title game, and that knocked them down to a five seed. But if you look at their body of work throughout the season, they only lost five conference games. Only one game at home all year long. So Miami's a real solid team. But, you know, San Diego State's extremely athletic. Florida Atlantic has that Cinderella thing going. A lot of experience, a lot of upperclassmen. So I, I would love to see a Miami victory in this whole thing. But, you know, that the winner of that game, I believe, does take home the title. Jackson, uh, it's it's all coming down to guard play, it seems. Absolutely. The You know, when you get into these one-and-done single elimination deals, Turnovers are huge. You know, turnovers can spark runs for one team or the other, and it's a it's a it's a big deal. And a solid guard play will get you to where you're at. And you've seen that; it's evident. These four teams that are left uh, have done a really good job in the in the backcourt. No question. We want to transition now and move into our local high school sports updates. We want to first of all congratulate uh, our winners of the Bartow County Track and Field Championship meet uh, last night. The Woodland girls win the girls' side uh, with 90 points. Cartersville was second with 81 and a half. Cass came in there at third. On the boys' side, you actually had a tie for the county championship. Cartersville and Woodland end up tied with 89 points, and Cass comes in as a third-place team. The Region 7-5A tennis tournament will be at Dellinger Park uh, April 11 and 12. They'll come back after the spring break. There'll be two rounds on Tuesday the 11th starting at 9 o'clock, and then the finals and third-place matches will be at 3 o'clock on the 12th. 
You've got uh, first-round boys matches between Dalton and Hiram and Woodland and Cass. Calhoun and Cartersville are the top two seeds on the boys' side. On the girls' side, you've got Hiram against Cass in the first round in a play-in to make the state playoffs. Cartersville and Woodland will go head-to-head with the winner advancing, and uh, Calhoun and Dalton are the top two girls' seeds in Region 7, 5A tennis. Last night, we had a really big uh, soccer matchup. Uh, between Cass and Woodland. On the boys' side, the Colonels came away as winners, uh, defeating Woodland to uh, secure the number two seed out of Region 7-5A. They will host a home state playoff game. Uh, They have a tune-up game, if you will, tonight at home against East Paulding. Uh, That was Woodland's final regular season game on Thursday night. I believe they will be the three-seed uh, in Region 7, 5A, so they'll go on the road. Uh, Adairsville, their boys beat Mount Zion of Carroll County last night to finish 7-8 on the year. They are the four seed out of Region 6 AAA, and it's a first-ever playoff appearance for the Adairsville boys in uh, soccer. Uh, they will travel to Sandy Creek, who won five AAA in next week's opening round. On the girls' side, uh, Adairs will beat Mount Zion last night. They're going to be a three seed. They'll play at either Douglas or Cedar Grove in the first round. And uh, in the matchup between Woodland and Cass last night, it was the Woodland girls winning. I think the final score was eight to three. So the Woodland girls will be the four seed uh, out of region seven, five, a Cass is eliminated and Woodland uh, girls will be traveling. I believe it is to Loganville the Region 8-5A champion. In baseball this week, uh, you've got a Daresville winning last night at Lafayette. They're now 10-7 on the year, 4-1 in region play. They're at home tonight against Lafayette. Next week, they've got Ringgold, a couple of games at LFO. Uh, Cass is now 10-8 after dropping two in a row to Calhoun. They lost last night. Uh, They wrap up that series with the Yellow Jackets tonight. Uh, They're 10-8, 5-3 in region play. Woodland moves to 10 and 10 and five and three in region play. They uh, beat Hiram for the second time last night. They'll wrap up their series with the Hornets this evening at Hiram next week. uh, Woodland has uh, games with Sonorville and heritage Catoosa at Lake point and a home game against Alexander. I'll back up with just a minute here and tell you that Cass will also next week be playing Sonorville and heritage Catoosa along with Whitewater in that uh, battle for Bartow. And then we visited with Coach Kyle Tucker this morning of the Purple Hurricanes. They are riding along at number one in the state in Class 5A. They're 16-2 and two on the year, 8-0 and oh in Region 7, 5A. They beat Dalton at home last night. They traveled to Dalton tonight to wrap up that series with the Catamounts. Uh, next week, they're at home against Alexander, home against Cedartown. Uh, They'll also play Sandy Creek and Decatur next week as part of that battle for Bartow. Their final two weeks of the season in those three-game sets, they'll take on Cass the week after spring break, and then they wrap up the regular season with Hiram. And as Coach Tucker mentioned uh, in his visit with us this morning, they have locked up already uh, mathematically a state playoff berth, but of course, unbeaten in the region and looking to stay that way, uh, trying to secure that number one seed and hopefully uh, a bunch of home games once they reach the state playoffs. 
So that's a look at all of your local community high school sports, track and field, tennis, soccer, girls and boys, and baseball. Uh, so we're up on our next news break here with Bartow Sports Zone. We'll take this time out. When we come back, we'll talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball. They've started their season. So please stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. you're enjoying this uh, fine Friday morning. I know we all are here at Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here with you with the final episode of the Bartow Sports Zone show on WBHF for the 22-23 school year. We'll be back in August. I have Jackson Hyde and Brad Stevens with me on the Zoom connection this morning and Alan Sanders holding down the fort in the WBHF studio we want to turn our attention now to the Atlanta Braves. They kicked off the season yesterday with an opening day victory over the Washington Nationals. Uh, Nationals have been a bit of a nemesis in recent years. So uh, a good win and a good start for the Atlanta Braves. I got to tell you, I believe they're good enough to win the World Series again, but uh, they're in the toughest division in all of baseball. So really they could finish anywhere between first and third probably in the National League East. Uh, could you agree with that take, Jackson? I do. I think one through nine in the in the batting order is as good as anybody. I'm really, really excited to watch. I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned that we are going to have to score a lot of runs. I'm, we've got a couple guys on that rotation that are kind of unproven. You know, Max Freed had a little tightness in his hamstring yesterday. I hope he came out early. I hope he's okay because he's kind of going to be the, the linchpin to that rotation, him being healthy for the year to to get us to where we need to be there come playoff time. Yeah, that rotation uh, includes Freed, who, as you mentioned, came up a little bit lame late in the game yesterday. You've got Spencer Strider in that number two starting spot, Charlie Morton, who's always been reliable, uh, could be a kind of a behind-the-scenes MVP for the Braves this year. You've got Kyle Wright that's still on the 15-day injured list and Jared Schuster who will see some starts as a fifth starter for the Braves. So that starting rotation uh, is pretty solid if they can stay healthy. I know the Athletic, uh, the the sports magazine staff, has the Braves projected to finish 92-70. and And, of course, that would be good enough to win the division, Jackson. So uh, 
maybe some hope out there for the Braves to be back in that playoff picture again. Hope so. Um, big Braves fan. Hope hope they win them all, but uh, just win enough to get in there and see what happens. We mentioned that starting rotation for the Braves. You now have Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies. They should be healthy again. So you have that aspect of the Braves offense. And then the Braves also probably have the best catching tandem in Major League Baseball in Travis Darno and the newly acquired Sean Murphy. So uh, when you look at that everyday lineup now, uh, there's a lot of uh, run scoring potential that is there, Jackson. Yeah, you got probably the hottest hitter in all of spring training and, and Matt Olson at first. Of course, Austin Riley is, is going to be solid everyday guy there at third and uh, hard, hard to beat that one through nine lineup. And I just hope, hope they can stay healthy. You know, that's going to be the key. Um, not, not, uh, not a whole lot of depth in that starting rotation. So it's going to be important to keep them healthy. Yeah. Those top five looked really, really good. But then after that, you kind of scratch your head. I know the, the farm system is uh, pretty solid uh, with pitching prospects, but we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Not a, not a lot left in the cupboard uh, when you start looking at position players. So it's going to be really important that position players stay healthy for the Braves in 2023 as well. If you're talking about uh, some Braves questions to ponder for this season, if you ask about a team MVP, you already mentioned Matt Olson. Is it Matt Olson or possibly somebody else? I know Olson is the Braves player that's probably going to be most impacted by the new no-shift rules. He faced the shift 81% of the time in his plate appearances last year, and it took away dozens of sharply hit ground double balls and, and liners. Matt Olson might be the most important offensive player for the Braves lineup, Jackson. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. The shift is going to change uh, – change his numbers. There's no question his average, I would think, would go up. I think if uh, Ronald Acuna stays healthy, I mean, there's not a more talented young man in, in baseball. He's a five-tool guy, as they say, so it'll be be interesting to see if, if, if he stays healthy. He would be the other one that uh, should, should contend for that MVP spot. Brad, I'll ask you this question. Which Braves player, Marcelo Zuna or Eddie Rosario, is under the most pressure to produce this season. I know Azuna has been arrested twice. His arm's a liability in left field. Rosario had eye surgery last year, had the worst season he's ever had. Uh, which of those two guys has to come through right now? It looks like they're leaning on Rosario. Yeah, I would say for me, it would be Ozuna, uh, considering all the you know all the trouble they've gone through to get him back in the game after all the trouble he's had, and then to produce like that, I think he's on the chopping block before anybody else if he doesn't have a good season. Well, we'll be paying close attention. And, of course, WBHF is an affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. We'll have all of the regular season and the postgame or postseason games here on WBHF. And we'll be following along with Bartow Sports Zone as well. We're going to take our next time out here on BSC, and we'll come back, talk a little bit more about the Braves and maybe the Masters.
Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers, High Sun ATVs, Premier Buildings, and Superior Trailers. We have it all at 9 Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, the final segment of the 22-23 school year of Bartow Sports Zone. We'll kind of wrap things up by uh, talking a little bit about the Braves and maybe squeeze in a little Masters talk here. Uh, we were talking about the Braves before the break. One of their real issues that I've detected, uh, and of course all these experts know all of this, but uh, can the Braves rebuild and shore up their farm system anytime soon. They're now ranked 29th in Major League Baseball in their farm system after sending a bunch of prospects over to Oakland the last couple of off-seasons to pick up Matt Olson and Sean Murphy. <clears throat> their long-term pitching prospects are probably in the okay category, but they're very slim on position players in the minor leagues, Jackson. Your take on the Braves farm system right now. You've got a couple of guys, or at least one, in, in Michael Harris that's, you know, in, in most organizations would probably still be in the farm system. But Anthopolis has, saw some stuff in him early, gave him the contract there after getting called up, what, a couple months into being called up, gets a, a, a long-term deal with the Braves. Um, it's hard to argue with the moves that he's made. I know it's hurt us a little bit in, in like you mentioned, depth in the farm system, but uh, – you got to put your faith in the guy. He's proven himself to be a, a good general manager, and I would I would think probably now that that uh, top end the the uh, major league roster is set, you'll probably see him start building that uh, that farm system back up. It'll be interesting, uh, Brad, to see uh, if the Braves can stay healthy in their position players uh, and stay healthy enough uh, to not have to rely on that farm system depth. Well, Jackson said it earlier, Acuna is the key to me. I mean, he's had some injury troubles, and you know, losing him would be just a, a death blow to me for the season based on the way the Astros and those other guys are playing and how healthy they are. A lot of other teams look good right now being in that tough division as well. So, you know, yeah, you know, I think Acuna is the linchpin. you got to keep him healthy above all. Well, we heard from our golf guest, Bill Hassel and Gaithan Gariga, earlier this morning on Bartow Sports Zone about uh, their Masters picks. And, uh, of course, next week, as we mentioned, is Masters Week, kind of the unofficial beginning for a lot of people to the uh, golf season. We see all the uh, promos of the Masters on our television sets and then lots of people who – really aren't even interested in golf any other time of the year. They get glued in to Masters Week, and, of course, that will be next week. If we look at the FedEx rankings and the world golf rankings right now, I'll start with the FedEx. You've got John Rahm, Max Homa, Scotty Scheffler, Keegan Bradley. Uh, then it goes to Kitayama, Rory McIlroy's in there, Seamus Power, uh, Sam Burns, Tony Finau's in there, and Chris Kirk. Over on the world rankings side, you've got Scheffler, McElroy, Rom, Patrick Cantlay is in there. Cam Smith is in there, along with Homa, 
Xander Shoffley, Zalatoris, Hovland, and Burns. So those are the big names headed into Masters Week. Um, do you see one of those guys carrying the banner this time, Jackson? I know uh, the big names generally rise to the top at the Masters. Yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, you got your Schefflers and your Roms and your McElroys, those guys that uh, have always uh, going to be at the top of everybody's list. And it's hard to call Patrick Cantley a dark horse, but ranked fourth in the in the world. But uh, he, he's one to watch out for, I would think. Uh, another guy I'm kind of interested in watching this this week will be Russell Henley. Um, starting to play a little bit better, played pretty well at the players. He's always an under-the-radar guy that uh, puts well, so we'll see, see if he can – Sneak up in there. He might be my dark horse pick this week is Russell Henley. Brad, I know uh, you follow the golf world. Uh, those big names are, are always at the top. Uh, do you have a selection out of that group? I got to say, uh, you know, cliche, I know, but Scheffler and Ron would be the two names that would come to mind first for me. Uh, as far as a dark horse goes, you know, I, I hate call Rory McIlroy a dark horse, but he's been kind of in a slump for quite some time now. But he's starting to pick up a little bit. He hasn't won a major in a long time, and I think he might be the dark horse to take this thing away. I would love to see that. Uh, he's a great for the uh, game of golf and for the PGA Tour. Yeah, I hate to uh, call Rory a dark horse when he's up there in the top two or three in the world rankings, but uh, as far as the major championships are concerned, a lot of times uh, that's where people – put the weight on their decisions. One of the interesting things always about the masters is, uh, and I'll start with you, Jackson. One of the more interesting things to me is there always seems to be that old veteran, that guy that uh, you kind of had halfway forgotten about, but because they have that uh, career invitation to come back to the masters after winning it or whatever. Uh, it's always interesting to see that one player that, you may have kind of put on the back burner, but makes a run at the Masters because they do always play it at the same course. Yeah, you know, Fred Couples for years was that guy. You know, for the, in the past five years, I think he's been in the top ten after the first or second day of the Masters. Uh, look for Matt Kuchar, the old Georgia Tech guy. I know he's kind of long in the tooth compared to some of these young guns on the tour, but uh, he's playing really well, played great yesterday, played good match play. Uh Obviously been on Augusta many, many times. So uh, look for him to make a run, maybe a top 10 finish. Brad, I'll uh, lean on you now. Is there a blast from the past player that uh, you like to watch come Masters time? Well, Jackson took mine. It's Freddie. I love when Freddie competes out there. He's just, a, a, I love the way his swagger, he has always had it. And I hope he can do it again. But yeah, you're right. He's getting very long in the tooth. So I can't count on that, but that's who I would like to see. Well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this uh, final edition of Bartow Sports Zone for the 22-23 year. I want to say a special thanks to uh, all of the guys that have uh, helped me get through this season. Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studio, always uh, handling things from our production end. Jackson Hyde and Brad Stevens on the Zoom connection with us. And, of course, uh, Matt Santini, Larry Gardner has helped us along the way as well, and some others. Mike uh, Garcia has uh, filled in from time to time, and it's been a great uh, season for 22-23. I want to thank uh, publicly all of you guys for participating with Bartow's Sports Zone and looking forward to next year. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Charles. Enjoyed it. 
Yeah, it's been a great time. Always enjoy getting on here on Friday morning. Alan, thanks for all of your work back in the studio as well. My pleasure, sir. That's it for Bartow Sports Zone for this season. We'll be back uh, with more, and we'll have some podcast episodes in between. So we hope you'll look us up.